0: Soldier Field, 24-17. Bears trying to get their 10th win. Here's the boot up in the air. Going up for it. Allen Robinson, he's got it! I want to see the Bears give him an opportunity to prove that he can do this. He's caught the
1: ball at the 43-yard line. When all the signs in the world were there.
0: I think that'll be a fade-to-black moment with Allen Robinson taking it out of the air. That's what you're really hoping for. That they really contribute to the team each year, and that you build a great base and foundation. And these loyal fans have been rewarded for their loyalty.
1: It was, it was, it was awesome. It's we picked up right where we left
0: off. It was
1: fantastic. And they have a Bears team
0: to be proud of right now. Takes the snap, takes a knee, they head to the field. The-
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of 34 for Glory. I am your host, Tyler Flush, joined by my father and co-host, Brian Flush.
0: Hey there!
1: So, we're coming off a disastrous Monday Night Football performance. Feels like, as of lately, the Bears always seem to struggle in prime time.
0: Oh, that, that was beyond disastrous, Tyler. Words cannot express what a crap show that game truly was. Any Bear fan that watched that show was sick to their stomach and or went to bed early. And I was one of those.
1: Yeah, I stayed up for the entire game.
0: Which you paid for it the next day. And I went and got at least a little bit more sleep. So I won that deal.
1: I did, but I had a bet right in that game. So I won. Just a little wager. Um, Let's... uh. Look, I don't really want to get into too much of the game. Um, we'll talk. I just want to talk more along the lines of performances. Uh, overall, though, let's just cover the game just in a general term. Uh, overall, defense good again. Uh, struggle against the run, though.
0: Yeah, that's you hit it right on the button. Um,
1: offense, disastrous still. Oh, just disastrous still
0: unbelievably uh, bad in every phase of the game. Can I ask you something yeah. with offense?
1: Well, I was just going to state before you ask that question.
0: Sure.
1: We try to be positive on this podcast. Um, there's This is going to be a tell it how it is podcast because it, we have a lot of problems to solve. And I want to run this stat by you before you ask your question. Sure. We, out of the past... 20 years, 15 of those years, the Bears have finished at the uh, top half of worst offenses. 15 out of 20 now. Well. We've only that- had five years where we're either 15 or below. Yeah. that's so, so out of the 32 teams, they consider the halfway point around 15. And there's only been five years out of those 20, we've been below 15. In the rankings.
0: Well, that pretty much says it all, doesn't it? So,
1: let's dive in. Yeah. What was your question?
0: Well, this is more metaphorical, so follow me on this. I'm ready. Okay, brace yourself. Braced. So, if I gave you a pig, and I put red 5 and 2 lipstick on that pig, would the identity of that pig be a mystery to you?
1: (laughs) I see where you're going with this. Um, I will pose another. I, I will just pose a fact to you. You have watched games, right, where the ball has bounced a certain way, and you're like, man, that team could easily be 8-8, eight and eight, you know, if the ball would have bounced their way on those wins, right? We've all we've, yeah, all, I mean, we've those seen the, those teams. Yeah, We now are that team where the ball has bounced our way favorably, and that's why we have a good record. I'm not going to sit here and lie. We have problems. I understand why people are calling us frauds and fraudulent.
0: Oh, we're pretenders, not contenders. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. If anything, what it showed the national audience, it reaffirmed that we really are pretenders and not contenders, especially related to the offense. Not so much defense, though it wasn't spectacular. Offense just sucked so we started
1: down this offensive road yeah let's continue to walk it all right (sighs) look an article came out after the game where we definitely have a problem in the locker room things are not sugar-coated they're they're being sugar-coated everyone's telling you lies from the locker room i get that yeah
0: they would have put on the good front
1: Exactly. I understand that. But when stories are released, okay, with there is a problem, maybe we should start addressing it in honesty. Nick Foles told Brian Greasy before the game that the play calling is horrible, that he gets it in late, and he can't audible out of the play call because there's no time left.
0: And By he, you mean Nagy gets the call in late.
1: Nagy, yeah. The call comes in late. That's what I mean. Nagy gets a call in late, and Foles cannot audible. Nagy is and said during the press conference he will not give up playing calling, and he is doing the play calling. The play calling is beyond atrocious. Oh, We cannot run the ball. We continue to try to run the ball. Now Cody Whitehair is hurt. Okay? We suffered an injury. He was our best lineman. Now he's out. We are about to plummet uncontrollably, I feel like. And let me tell you why. We've heard of blueprint games. This is the blueprint game. Not one offensive touchdown this game. Again. No third quarter points. Again. Okay? Matt Nagy has gone into ultra-conservative to try to protect his job mode. As far as Matt Nagy goes as a human being and a person, I hope it works out for you because it's not going to work out in Chicago. You have outcoached yourself. You have outthought yourself. That whole game we were outcoached offensively.
0: So so that's the point I want to follow up on. Look at the comparison between McVay and Nagy in that game, and it was startling in terms of just how outcoached McVay did both on the offensive and I must say on the defensive side of the ball. He coached a brilliant game. And on the other side, what did we see? I was sitting there with your brother, Derek, once again, calling the plays because I know the personnel and I'm calling the plays before they run. And here's the other thing that just really ticks me off. David Montgomery Is a back in the NFL? I think he's a back in the NFL. Have when's the last time you actually saw him juke a guy? The most I've ever seen is he maybe drags someone a couple feet.
1: But that's only a couple plays a game. Look, I'm out on I'm out on him. Yeah, I I don't. I think he's bad. I think he's a bad player. Now I said in the last podcast, and I'll say it again: the line is bad, guys. Oh yeah, The, the line is bad. The fact, okay, the fact that we are not addressing. Any of these problems goes higher. And you know where I'm going to go with this. And we'll get into that later. I want to focus at the task at hand. And the task at hand is we need to stop with the goddamn jet sweep. Okay?
0: That is... Cordero
1: Patterson in the backfield on a third and four. Let's talk about two things in that play, Dad. Let's talk about one, horrible play call. Two, even worse play design. You can't have Eric Weems? Is that his name, Eric? Mm-hmm. You, I, I'm so hot right now. You can't have Weems crack down on a linebacker to block. It, it the play was, was designed for the linebacker to cut down and
0: block. Well, first of all, to your point, as soon as you have Patterson in there, what's it saying to the defense? We're going to run the ball. Yeah. I mean, that. that's a tell right there. I mean... Look at the number of times Patterson comes in and he runs ends up running the ball. I mean, it is just like, hey, gang, we're sending up a flag. We're about to run the ball. It did not surprise me at all that they attempted that that run. What did surprise me is they tried to make it a sweep. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Literally. We
1: also, uh, we had a fourth down also in the game that luckily we got offsides luckily there there was an offside call because that offside call saved our bets okay because we did not get that first down in my opinion now i know that's a hypothetical there could have been a measurement we don't know where the ball got spotted in my opinion not not a first down the play calling has gotten to the point of We've said this before, and I, I'm not trying to sound and repeat. There's no more motion. There's no more creativity. Sean McVay took the pants off Matt Nagy and, and bent him over his knee and gave him a thorough spanking. He because, was taken to the
0: woodshed, buddy.
1: I mean, McVay sees things, and he adapts. He Thank sees, you! Adjusting, adapting, flexible. After a loss, too. After all our losses, we have not adapted or become any better. We are the same team through and through. Look, the blueprint is broke, and the blueprint is out on how to beat us. A, they can't stop the run defensively. That's their weak spot attack. B, go for it whenever on fourth and down, because these ass clowns can, I I mean, offensively, they're not going to do anything. That's what teams are thinking. The style in which McVeigh was coming out of the huddle fast, like, boom, fast, the, the adjustments that you saw McVeigh make and the announcers, and and I won't even get started it on Lou Riddick. Poor, someone, <laughs> Lou Riddick, I just want to bring this up real quick. Lou Riddick kept oh. referring to Robert Quinn as, last year being on the Rams, it was driving me nuts, no one would correct him, Brian Greasy or Steve Levy. You got to pull him aside and be like, dude, just quiet, hush hush. Back to what I was saying, the the adjustments where McVeigh, the announcer, said earlier in the game that McVeigh learned, and I forget what team it was when they got beat, and he goes, "Man, I love the motion they were doing. They were confusing us." And then he adds it in. Yeah, and he continues to evolve. Golf had a horrible game. To me, Jared Golf is not that good of a quarterback. McVeigh is that good of a head coach because. The season McVay had with golf last year, where we opened up the blueprint on them, that's a different team with the same personnel. That's called a coach. And that kid is young. He's like my age. Like, what have I been doing with my life? (laughs) But for him to out-coach Nagy that bad... That bad was embarrassing. And we'll talk about how we were
0: coached at, out coached at well,
1: all phases of the game. Let,
0: let me tell you, the play that most symbolized what you just said in terms of McVay out outcoaching our coaches was when they were on, they were driving against us, they were in the red zone. All of a sudden, he gets up to the line, calls the play really quick. All of our guys are out yep. of position, yeah. throws the ball, TD. So... What is that? That's great coaching. That's a coach that has watched how long it takes for the other team to line up and get going. He's told his quarterback, if you see this personnel, you go quick, go now. McVeigh." that's just great coaching. It's great communication on the quarterback. And the quarterback has to see it and then execute. We're not doing that.
1: Yeah, we need a uh, we we need a mind like that, honestly. And look, like I said before, with Eric B. Enemy, I know people are like, "Well, isn't that the same guy? Why is that the same guy?" If anything, we have learned that from a coaching tree comes a good coach. But we also have to remember, and I could get burned on this if we ever do end up getting him, that that coach also comes with his own set of rules and his own personality. Look at the um, the Belichick tree, right? The only one that's really working out right now is Flores for Miami, who had a disastrous year, but said, "Hey, this is going to take time." They all knew that in Miami, they got it. Right now, look where they're at. Okay, right.
0: right. They but gave th- him. They gave him an opportunity. Here's, and I. I think to your point, Flores is a great example about giving a coach time and giving him opportunity because of the situation. My concern with Nagy is the guy we saw year one completely disappeared in year He's two. He's a shadow of his former self. And and in year three, he is just like the guy in year two, but less creative.
1: There was a uh, clip that's doing its circles online where, where I'm slightly worried. I, I don't look. I don't think Trubisky's ever going to be a good quarterback, but there is now a doubt in my head where maybe when he moves on, because he will this year, this is the last year, Um, where maybe if he does move on from this position, that he might be maybe decent and he might be in the league for a while. Now, I was quoted, and I will eat my crow, that he will never play in the NFL when he leaves us. But there, there is a, there's a meme and a, and a gif going around on the internet where the play gets called in, and Trubisky. I know people can't make my face or make my face see my face that I'm making, but picture a child eating something they didn't like. That's the face Trubisky made over when the when Nagy called the play call over Nagy's shoulders, like ugh, like that ooh. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. No.
0: Like, Trubisky's seeing it. Well, how many times also, Tyler, have we seen Nick Foles look to the sideline and kind of motion like, come on?
1: No. I Okay. So I was going to bring that up. It wasn't motioning, come on. There was a moment there where Nick Foles had to completely compose himself knowing damn well without any audience in there. When any fans, what he was about to say when was going to get picked up. Exactly, because he ran them up to the line. He was feeling himself. He was going no huddle. He is a hot, streaky quarterback. Uh, Matt Nagy didn't get that memo because Nagy starts yelling, huddle up, huddle up, then takes a timeout and makes them huddle. We end up not getting any points out of that drive again. We got one field goal
0: offensively. I mean, is is Nagy coaching from the book of how to be predictable and bland? I mean, I used to call it a vanilla offense. Vanilla looks spicy right now. Yeah, yeah. It really does. Vanilla is absolutely rock solid right now. If we could get up to vanilla, it would be a great improvement.
1: Yeah, yeah. Look, I. We'll get into the we'll get in the higher ups here later because I still. Can, is that all you got on the offense for now? That's, with nagging, that's
0: all I got on the offense. It just irritates the crud out of
1: me. You know what? Other than Montgomery, who I am having a problem with, uh, I really am. I don't see he's hitting the holes. I don't. Look, Anthony Miller has potential, okay? But I need to ask Curtis from California. He calls in. He's one of our most loyal listeners. When he talks about these players partying, I thought in my head, but I could never get it out because the conversation kept moving. Well, how does he know that? Where's he reading this at? But then he would say, you know, Anthony Miller is a talented player, but he needs to get his, you know, his stuff together because what he said is he likes to party. Now I was like, well, how the hell does he know that? You know, and I didn't question it because it was a free, it's, it's a flowing conversation. We liked talking to him; it was good, and. The announcer said, well, Anthony Miller was, you know, voted on his team most likely to be late or miss a meeting. I'm like,
0: whoa, 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 what? Whoa. Yeah. All of a sudden you're starting to go, I think I'm putting two and two together here.
1: Well, yeah. And I also want to know, like, where Curtis heard that from and because he said the same thing about Roquan. And obviously there is some truth to it. Now, he's talented. That one-handed catch he made was Amazing. Um, Mooney, I don't know much about him. The kid looks the part. I don't know if he is the part because that's how shite our defense, is. Or our defense, our offenses. Offense is. Is. Foles, it, the thing I'm having a problem with with Foles is not his fault. He's streaky. He's hot. He likes to run no huddle, and we have said this since day one. I think in order us for us to run the ball with such a poor offensive line. We need to make the defense honest, and the best way to make that defense honest is an RPO. Where let Nick Foles judge whether he can rip that ball out or throw. When you go back and watch the Eagles on that playoff run, that's all they They ran. They tore the Patriots apart. Before the Super Bowl, everyone knew it was coming. Belichick even says he runs an RPO better than almost anyone I've
0: ever seen. And that was Foles. So, so take a page out of the Bill Belichick book. The one thing that Belichick always does well. No, he, I'll take it back. The one thing that Belichick always does great is he finds out the strength of a player and always plays to that strength.
1: And he could not do it with foals in the Super Bowl. Now, we did lose Cody Whitehair in that game. We don't know the extent. That,
0: that's, that's so... Heartbreaking. we do not
1: yeah we I mean, don't come know on. the extent of his injury well,
0: but whitehair was the one guy that was really the anchor of this offensive line and come on bears fans you've seen these guys block so far i mean swiss cheese is is the only way you can describe their blocking at this point in time so if he's you say you think he's out for the season is that a Possibility. It's a possibility.
1: I got a letter. I didn't look too far into it, but it says Bears attempted to deal for uh, Falcons' center Alex Mack.
0: Oh, that's not good.
1: Um, so that's that's not good. Uh, like you just said, uh, um, we lost Allen Robinson. He's now in concussion protocol. He's probably not going to be able to play. So, like I said, uh, it's Mooney's time to shine. So,
0: you know what I keep hearing in the back of my head, son? Hmm. I keep hearing a coach, I think it was Bill Parcells, that kept saying, Hey, if you want me to cook the meal, you got to allow me to go shop for the groceries. But that doesn't apply here. Yeah, it does. You know why? In what way? Let Let me tell you. The grocery shopping is the people who are choosing the players to be on your team. That's the grocery shopping.
1: Yeah, I know, but it doesn't apply because we don't have a coach that can coach and a GM that can't pick. Do you see my so what where I'm I'm saying from? What I'm
0: saying is we don't have the raw talent on offense. Robinson is great. Don't don't have an issue with him. Who else do we have on offense? But who do you want to shop for the groceries? I want someone other than Ryan Pace. I want, I want to get someone in there that can actually choose NFL football players. Look, I like where you're
1: going with this, but I'm gonna be completely honest with you. That analogy did not fly on that one. I know, I know you're emotional off the wind, but like, cause Bill was basically saying, hey, you know. Let me be able to be the one that picks my players. And right now, we have two incompetent people. But I get what you're saying. You know where I'm going. Okay. I just... Yep. I get
0: it. Emotional right. times. Let's move on. Okay. Okay. Forgive me, son. I'm just, I'm just no, so I, fired up.
1: I know, but I was just looking at you like, gross. What? Who's shopping? Who the hell's shopping?
0: We don't got anyone that can fill the order. We need a, we need a shopper, man. We need we need someone shopping for some good players,
1: please. You know, there's a lot of times where I'm like, just pick any fan off the street, like someone who knows what the hell they're doing, because I feel like executives, and I, that, that's a whole nother. That's conversation what. That's what later. we need. Uh, let's move to uh, the defensive side of the ball. And then later, like I said, and I keep mentioning, I have words for the upper management all the way up to Mr. Ted Thompson.
0: Are they words that we can say on this podcast? Yeah,
1: we're explicit. We can say whatever the fuck right. we want. So here, here, here's the thing. Defensively, no qualms other than one thing. Three people, okay? The thing. (laughs) Our linebacking core sucks. It's the most god-awful thing I've ever seen in my life. And I don't know how you call Mac. I know that his thing is he's a linebacker and a 3-4. Disagree. He's a defensive end. He rushes. Who also plays defensive tackle. By the way, outstanding that game, okay? He did all that he could do. Akeem Hicks, outstanding that game. The entire, With the exception
0: of the penalties.
1: I thought the, the the roughing the passer one was super weak. It ended up not getting called. But there, there's a lot of hope in this defense. Oh, J- yeah. Jalen Johnson played good. Everyone played good. Hey, Kyle Eddie, Eddie
0: got his interception. Here's
1: who's not playing good, okay? No, he got a fumble recovery. A
0: fumble recovery, I'm sorry, yes.
1: Yeah, so... uh We will start with a positive since you brought up Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson's mad and he's a good mad. He keeps yelling. I'm not being challenged. No one wants to challenge me. No one wants to throw the ball towards me. And it's the truth. No one is going at Eddie. I mean, maybe they've done it a couple times and I know he has been burnt once or twice, but I mean, think about it. If it, If they're only thrown once or twice and he maybe gets burnt once or twice, but then they never throw again, that's a good player. He got a fumble recovery. He gets in the end zone. Bojack, the man. Uh, I'm a huge fan. We've been a huge fan ever since his fourth year out of Alabama. Superstar. That's my positive for the defense. Listen, everyone else played great, too. The names I just mentioned, okay, Uh, Some people, Kyle Fuller, he had a quiet night. He wasn't horrible. He wasn't bad. He wasn't outstanding. He was solid. That's what you want. You want solid players. I have to now turn my attention to more disastrous plays, more disastrous examples of pissing away your money. Robert Quinn is a disaster.
0: He is such a disappointment for me. I had such high hopes and you I called did me on it. You called me on it. I'll admit it. I'll admit it. He is just. This is why we not never, good.
1: This is why we can never work at ESPN. We admit our faults too much. They would just. <laughs> they, they would just roll with it. That never happened. I don't know what you're talking about. I never said that. But yeah, no, there there was warning signs. It was his age and everything. I, look. Maybe Floyd is getting the new team boost. He's at, He sacked us twice. Um, He's going to get up for his former team who drafted him and who let him go, okay? Yeah, that's a given. That's a given. But if you look at his numbers side by side with Quinn's, he is blowing Quinn on the water with pressures. Quinn has one sack, one, one pressure. Quinn, and this is, look. If anyone has a problem with it, what with what I'm saying, please call in, okay? Our, our numbers posted on Instagram, Facebook, you can find us. If you ever want to be on the show, DM us. That's my little plug.
0: Okay? That's quite a
1: plug. Two. He, I just I don't know how to get he okay, let me I'm getting tongue twisted, tongue tied. I need to go back to my original statement. Watch him, okay? If you think I'm wrong with what I am saying, you need to watch the film. He is getting one-on-ones. He is not getting double teamed. Mack and Hicks are tearing it up. Mack and Hicks are killing it. You are nothing to them. They will give you one-on-ones all day, and sir, you cannot do a damn thing. He keeps trying bull rushes. There's no swim moves, rip moves, jump cuts, nothing. Well, he, you gotta have power to do that.
0: He doesn't have any power.
1: He he used to. He, but the leverage isn't there. It's not just all about power. Look, Cleo Mack is a big, strong dude, right? No one's going to argue that. But if you watch him, he's always lower and has leverage on the guy, which moves him. What you're seeing out of Robert Quinn is an embarrassment to this organization on how they paid him. We brought you in to help, and you're not helping. Hell, you're not even in there, entire plays of the game. You're getting rested. And I look, if he's not 100%, then get him out. Because we
0: have other guys, Mingo, Robert Harris. I was going to bring up Robert Harris. I would much rather see Robert Harris. That, that Mingo is playing... Decent. He's not playing great, but he's playing better than that $34
1: million we got out there. Yeah, that's for sure. My second thing. I'm on a roll, and I'm sorry. You can go on after this, but I am hot. Go for it, buddy. Trevathan, horrible fucking signing. He has lost his speed. Curtis nailed it. He's slow. He's worthless. Gone. Kwiatkowski makes this team better. And there are so many things. Why Ryan Pace should be fired, okay? There are so many things. I can't mention them all on this podcast because we're only going to do this for an hour and not 24 hours. Two, Roquan Smith, get your shit together. Get your shit together. Again, the parting statement by Curtis, that probably could be true, but now we are... I'm not going to say it's true or not. I don't have an article. I don't have a source to back that up. But what I am saying is I have the eye test, the sniff test, the smell test, whatever you want to call it. He fails it all right now. He
0: fails every single test in the book. And I want to say...
1: How, real, real quick, at, though, Dan, I got a question. How do you go from rookie year to being that damn good to not even being able to make a one-on-one
0: tackle on a consistent it, basis? I don't know, because I I looked at some film from last year, Tyler, and I looked at how we were tackling again this last game, and our linebacking crew looks like we've taken a course in how not to tackle. I mean, Seriously. We're we're going for the upper body. We're diving for people, hoping that our shoulder pads knock them over. Whatever happened to to tuck, wrap, and get the guy down?
1: Yeah, I I mean,
0: what? I mean, it's like we lost the fundamentals of tackling amongst our linebacking core.
1: And like here's where stats lie. Yeah, Roquan's getting his tackles, but he's not getting them at the line of scrimmage. He's not getting them where he needs to be. There has been a consecutive time where he's missed a tackle, got back up on his horse, ran
0: and made the tackle seven, eight yards down the field. Well, here's here's the bigger problem with that. Look at the times we've had the guy trapped in the backfield
1: and yeah. missed the tackle.
0: Yeah. I mean, those are those are plays for losses. That then put you the other team into third down, which is exactly where we want the other teams at, our third and long. So it our defense is overall the strength of our team. No one will deny that. We can get better, absolutely we can get better at tackling. The challenge for us is Ty, how are we gonna stay in games with good teams? With this kind of performance, what can we, what can this Bears team do, if we don't change course?
1: Well, here's the problem. The like we said earlier, the blueprint's out now. Now we have to rewrite this blueprint. Do we? Do we have the gonads to do it? No. And this is what I want to talk about. This is where I want to get into the higher ups now. We, unless you want to say, you got anything else? No, Any? go for it, bud. Because, um, you know, I really ran in, so I'm going to make sure you get it all out, it's okay. too. It's okay. There, there is a lot going on in this team. <laughs> regards to the higher-ups. And I'm talking to you, Ted Thompson.
0: Sounds like you're writing a letter. Dear regards. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, Ted Thompson's been with this team since 1998. I told you about the stat we started off offensively, right? Mm -hmm. I gave that to you. Okay. Mm -hmm. His job is to run the team because the McCaskies are older. You know, they're trying to keep it in the family and they're trying to have football oriented minds run this team. There needs to be a point where they say, Ted, we're going to shake your hand. We're cleaning house and it's going to start with you and it's going to trickle down and it's going to hit everyone clean house because that is the silver lining in this whole entire season. This is something we can be hopeful for because I'll tell you right now, everyone, we are not going to get better with this. We are not going to get better with Ted Thompson. We are not going to get better with Ryan Pace, and we sure as hell are not going to get better with Matt Nagy because I do not know what is going on in that organization, but it is toxic. A lot of people believe in football DNA when that's who you are. You're just a defensive team. I don't. I don't believe in that at all. You know, the Kansas City Chiefs a long time ago with Priest-Holmes used to be run first, defense. Now look at them. You can change your identity, okay? So our identity needs to be more offensive-oriented and offensive-minded, starting with the offensive line because I believe we got to build out before we even get a piece to put back oh, there. Oh, I
0: I couldn't agree with you more.
1: Now, in in regards to Ted Thompson, look, buddy, you've been there since 98. Ain't shit getting done. Bon voyage, okay? Done. You're out. A lot of people though said and I read a lot of articles in the Athletic and everything. And you know, you have Bleacher Report Athletic, you know, uh, the Windy City said, if you want to fire, this was uh, two weeks ago, you you think you want to fire Matt Nagy, you're crazy. No, we're not crazy. You're crazy for saying that. Good clickbait, though. That's great clickbait. But with everyone saying that he was safe and that Ryan Pace was safe with his 5-1 and start, what I say to you is we can still go 8-8 eight and eight very, very easily. And that's our silver lining, believe it or not. Here's where we have hope. If we lose, they're going to clear everyone. I don't know about Ted Thompson. I really
0: don't. I wanted to ask you about that because I love where you're going with that. But here's the piece of that that I don't understand and maybe you do. So help me with this. In order for Ted Thompson to get fired, who has to be the uncomfortable enough the to do it? Right. And it's the
1: McCaskies.
0: Exactly. And given the McCaskies history, what is going to get them to that state where they move to that direction? I mean, they've been uncomfortable many times with poor bear teams. What what's different now? Okay, we're
1: gonna get morbid, but this is the truth. Virginia Caskey either needs to resign or she needs to pass away. And I hate saying that, and I don't wish that now.
0: Yeah, don't take this this wrong, people. That's just
1: the truth, and that's just how I see it. I feel like she's very loyal. I feel like she's very passionate, okay? I'm not saying she's not—I don't personally know her. I heard she is sweet and kind. And I'm not
0: going to fault her for that. Yeah, This is not about a person's character. This is about whether you're effectively managing a team or not.
1: Correct. And the Bears are a business based off the family, owning that team from the very beginning. They're like the buses with the Lakers. That's a family business. They're not like Arthur Blank, who owns Home Depot, or Steve Ballmer with the L.A. Clippers. They're like the
0: Hunts and the... Other and the Cronkies cron- who own right, the WalMarts exactly. and
1: all that, and have other income flowing in, like the Khan family who's in the oil, who own the Jaguars and Fulham in, in in England. Like those are examples of people who have multi. We don't, okay. We what I, what I also love about our Chicago Bears is that we don't have naming rights for our field. Our field are for the men and women that fought for this great country, and I love that. I do, too. That that gives me great pride and joy. But with all this being said, I don't know how far Ted Thompson's loyalty goes with this club. If where he has gone from business partner to a friend. Yeah. And I feel like it has gone to a friend. And that is why I said what I said about Virginia McCaskey maybe
0: having to pass away or resign. So let me ask you this, then. Some people say the enemy of becoming great is being okay with being good. Are are we in that position? I mean, we're not even good yet. We've got good offense, but sometimes teams will say, "Well, we're good enough. We we don't need to get better." I I, I just any every time I think of the McCaskey family, I have this wonderful feeling about them as a family and about the connection with the bears. But at the same time, I don't ever get this sense of urgency of, of the need to change.
1: But, but we did change. Okay. I will give them credit when you got to remember when we hired Ryan Pace, he was one of the youngest executives ever to take over. He was 34 years old at the time. That is change dad. and, And I see where you're going. You can't fault them for that.
0: No, no, I, I think that's a, I think that's a very valid point. I guess I'm, f- I'm of course looking, th- looking backwards and anyone can look backwards and say, hindsight's oh, 20, hindsight, 20, yeah, you know, but it just, it just feels like for me as a Bears, I can only speak for myself, but for me as a Bears fan, I want so badly for you to experience that championship game and... You know, people your age have never even got to experience. We you got a Super Bowl. We got Bowl. the loss. We got, we the, got the Super loss. Bowl loss. That yeah, yeah. But but have never really gotten to experience a great Super Bowl team under the Bears. And I I just want that for you. I want that for us. Um, and so maybe that's where some of my frustration comes in.
1: Yeah, and I see that. But like, look, the the silver lining is we will clean house. They're not going to last through this. Uh, look, I mean, they can't. Uh, the guy he traded so much away for has... Like, let's just go for this year, right? For Ryan Pace. This is who I'm talking about. Look who he's brought in. He brought in Nagy. That was his guy. He brought in Trubisky. That was his guy. He tried to bring in Folds to save it. That was his guy. He brought in Robert Quinn. That was his guy. Roquan Smith is slowly starting to turn into a bust. David Montgomery, in my opinion, does not have what it takes. He's starting to turn into a bust. Mooney has potential. We still don't know. The fact is, we haven't even mentioned half the other people he drafted. Kevin White being his first ever draft pick. I don't have the time here to sit here and tell you why he's such a bad, bad GM. Okay. Because he is. I feel like what is happening with the NFL is that people lose themselves. And what I mean by that is Matt Nagy, we've already talked about, has lost his self. Ryan Pace never even had himself. Like he, That's just him. Okay, so we got screwed there. We're missing out. We missed out on a lot of innovations by sticking with Nagy. Like, we missed out on the Kyle Shanahan's. We missed out on the McVeigh's. We never went after him. We could have, well, we should have, but the, we didn't.
0: The truth of the matter is, we thought we were getting an innovator. We need to look he was sold to us as an innovator, creative genius coming down from the tree. Um, the Kansas City We might need group. to
1: but we might need to look like I said though, I would still take someone out of that Kansas City tree because you don't know how that tree's gonna grow. You don't know how that seed's gonna grow when it falls from that tree and becomes its own tree. You're never gonna know until it happens. You can't say, oh well, hey, the, you know this this pear tree's gonna end up just like this pear tree because you know the seeds came from that. No, that's not how that works. They each have different shapes, okay? And we're seeing that. A- Andy Reid is nothing like Matt Nagy. Andy Reid's a genius. He's a mastermind. Uh, we missed out on that one too. I'm not saying we could ever had him. I don't know the ins yeah. and outs of the business. What? Well, what what I am trying to say is I think we need to go younger. I think we need to we need to take a chance and we really need to shake the dice. And by what 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 I mean by that, we need to find our peanut butter and jelly with the GM and the head coach. Because I feel like Pace is a guy that will not let people yell at him or question his decisions. You need that friendship, and you need that where I yell. I can get so pissed at you and yell and try to, like, say you're wrong. But you know what? At the end of the day, we talk it out, and we make each other better for that because we have a direct, open line of communication. Yeah, baby. Steel sharpens steel. Yeah, exactly. But you see my point, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like he's not even being challenged and Nagy just lowers his head and goes along with it. And we have a problem, but people there's hope if this season turns out bad. And I mean, and, and this is where I'm talking about a full restart button. You know what? Actually, I'm going to ask you, cause I've been talking quite a bit. Where do you think that restart button hits?
0: Not where do you want?
1: Where oh, do you think it this hits
0: restart button? Hits this next game. No, I, no, 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 no. What do you, for the organization? Oh, when does the, the organization, organization
1: hit the restart button? At what point, what moment comes? And now, remember, not what moment you want, what moment you think they will.
0: Yeah. Here's, here's where I think it ends up. I think if we end up with a, even, even if we end up eight and eight again. But for certain, if we end up with a losing record, starting 5-1, and one, crap's going to hit the fan.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, the only thing I think where we actually do do a restart on the whole thing is when we get to the playoffs again and we just lose. If we get all the way to the playoffs and we just lose, like we did against the Eagles then look, that's it. That's the restart button because we haven't won a playoff game since 9 To me, that's – if we don't hit the playoffs, though, I mean, I think you might start seeing people go as soon as – and this would bring me hope. If we started to see people go, if we didn't let them finish out the year, if we got to the point like what the Falcons just did, I mean – Two weeks ago, they said goodbye to everyone. Their GM and their head coach.
0: So let me flip the script on you. But what? And real, ask, quick,
1: real quick, all I was saying is I would like to see that if the point where we're out of the playoffs, we're out of the playoff completely out. Right, if, and then if that comes, I would like to see us just start going, 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 just, clean outs. Yeah, clean outs. exactly.
0: Okay, Tyler, I, w- I want to get your opinion on this because I I really could see this happening as— as we move forward. November 3rd, not only election day, but I believe that is the last day this year teams can make a trade. Anyone in the Bears organization starting to feel desperate after watching this performance against the Rams and thinking, we need to make some big trades because we need to start looking at realistically our team. Do you see anything happening between now and November 3rd in terms of us making any big moves? My question to you.
1: I, I hope we don't because if we do, I think they're going to be the wrong moves. I, I don't trust Ryan Pace. Uh, uh, I, you know, years before I would hope we make moves, but where we're at now, I I'm really just hoping for complacency, honestly.
0: Well, I tell you what, our bears are good at that in the management area. Yeah, but we, we get an A plus in complacency.
1: Okay, but this is what scares me. Do you think he senses this is it? All yeah. chips are in. Uh huh. That's well, then, my worry. Then then, then there that's, won't then there won't be complacency. Yeah. Well, that'll be a tire fire and a disaster.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. That I could I could see. I. I could see things starting to get desperate because quite honestly, when you look at at Monday night's performance, you don't really see an offense moving forward with the current personnel we have being coached the way it's being coached.
1: I want to ask you a question where, where, where you see our next win. Okay. Now, hold on. I, I don't yep. want to do it the way you, you're okay. you just going to name it. I, I'm just going to go Let's down. Let's go through the list. And you say no. Like, you just say no. And then when you say yeah, we'll all stop there. All right. This coming Sunday, Saints at Bears. No. Bears at Titans. No. Vikings at Bears. Yes. Okay. I thought you might say yes there. I think no. Think the blueprints out, and if Dalvin cooks,
0: Mister Kitzel.
1: If Dalvin cooks healthy, dude, they're gonna just run it. They're not. Kirk Cousins isn't even gonna have to throw. That's what scares me. And I don't. Well, uh, keep going then.
0: Where's your? Where's your first? Keep going. Who's next after the Vikings? I th- Packers? No, they're really good. They're really good. That we've got to buy.
1: I, I think I don't know. The schedule doesn't say buy right here, but. I, then Lions, um, yeah, no, I say no there, and then Texans on the 13th. And I think so, I think we go on a one, two, three, four, five game losing streak.
0: So basically, at that point, we are now seven and five,
1: no, or five and seven, five and six, no, or five and seven, or five now. and two, five, now. five and seven. 5 and 7. Yeah. I think we're going to go 5 and 7. I I Look, could we squeak one out against the Lions or against the Vikings? Yeah. The way we're playing right now? No. Yeah. I just told you the blueprint is out. The, the they ran the shit out of the ball. Delvin Cook is going to destroy us. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, the 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 Lions almost beat us last time we played. If Carrion Johnson doesn't drop that ball, we lose. That's what we're talking about by a couple bad bounces. I hope I'm wrong, guys. But if I'm not, hello, silver lining. Just trying to stay positive. Just trying to keep it where it's at. You have anything more else on the uh, organization?
0: No, I, I think we I think we covered that pretty well. Son. So
1: let's uh, let's talk about uh, this upcoming game. Um, oh. So there is a problem with Michael Thomas. I don't know what it is. I don't know what is going on, but there well, is could, a problem. i
0: there. I'm pretty sure what's going on is he he got a, a number one grade hammy. And, and those things... No, I
1: think there's going more than that. You think there's more he than pun- that? Because he punched a teammate in the face and got suspended for a game. Ah,
0: He's supposed did, to be back. I did not know that. I missed that. Eli Sorry. Apple, he, he punched him in the face. That Wow, that seems very unlike
1: him, but apparently he did. I don't think he has a hammy problem. Where'd you read this hammy problem? Uh,
0: uh, Yahoo Sports. Yahoo Sports.
1: Man, Her, it's, um, it's... They, they.
0: basically said that he had a a uh, number number. How long's he been out ha- though? Hammy hamstring. Pull. No, it's a it's an injury that just occurred. It's not the ankle injury that took him out on IR. But see, okay, there was an but additional here, he, injury
1: around the but same. But here, time. but here's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's having these injuries, and I'm doing quotation marks here. But he's getting into fights with teammates. Teammates are not happy with him there was a rumor that he wanted traded there's a problem so, i don't know if it's injury yeah they don't have to prove they now they do not have to prove an injury okay they they don't have to sit there and say hey this guy was injured you know this is an injury they well,
0: don't have to do that let, let me let me get back to the game against new orleans here's my biggest fear and this is why i really am starting to develop a dislike for Nagy is I hope Nagy's smart enough that he understands that the New Orleans, the Saints defense against the run is actually pretty good. Okay. You can pass against the Saints this year. All right. You really can. And here's my fear. We're going to come out first down run. Second down, run. Third down, pass. And once again, it'll look like that John Fox has been reincarnated in the body of Nagy. Tell me that that scenario is not going to happen. It
1: could, but that's not who I'm worried about.
0: Say who you're worried about.
1: Alvin Kamara.
0: Oh, well, yeah, Again, no, a, blue, a blueprint I mean, he, He's going to run all over us. Yeah.
1: Um, look, I don't think the play calling changes. I don't think anything changes. I that's think, what bothers me. So yeah, I mean, I'm in, I'm pretty much in
0: agreement with you. I don't. I. I. It's. It's. It's almost as if Nagy doesn't understand the opponent he's playing against and is just going to play his game. That's what's infuriating. I don't see adjustments made. I don't see creativity and flexibility based upon the defense that's out there. I just see the same old, same old, same old crap over and over and over again on offense. And it tires me out. It wears me out as a fan to see nothing change.
1: It's bad. It's, uh, I'm with you, man think we lose this one, but maybe we win. Look, Drew Drew Brees, wait, wait, let me finish. Drew Brees outside does not have a good record.
0: No, he does not.
1: But if they're smart, they'll just hand the ball off.
0: You took the words right out of my mouth. It's going to be one handoff after another handoff. And who cares? Tyler, this game could be 40 to three. I'm serious. This game could be 40 to three. Or Saints. we
1: could squeak out one by four again. All our winning margins has come between one and four. So, all right, <sighs> who knows? Listen, it, it, it's a big game, but also it's not. Look, if we have a losing season and we bomb the rest of the way, and, and if it means we clear house, I'm fine with it. If we bomb and we do not clear house, we, I my fandom is always going to be tested. I'm always going to be loyal to this team we're never going to move on and do another team this is who we are this is what I am but I'm going to be fucking pissed Yeah. so we'll see we got a long way to go Bryce side we're still 5-2 and two. Uh, remember that pig with lipstick buddy but that pig can change okay like I'm not trying to take that away we can change the personnel is there Nagy needs to change and he can change will he change
0: is the hardest part that that is the that is the central issue in the million dollar question as we wrap things up
1: uh look before we wrap things up and get going here uh we have some new listeners to the program uh we saw a little number increase fluctuate there and we just like to say thank you and uh Thanks for the words on social media. And we, I mean, we appreciate it. Really, we'd love to talk to you. Give us a call. Exactly. Give us a call. And uh, just thanks. Thanks for the kind words, everyone out there. And I mean, you guys really keep us going. And we're really trying to make this podcast more of a uh, fan podcast where we interact with you, where you get your opinions. And it's not just. Uh, us two gas bags yelling into the mic That's the whole right. time.
0: Remember if you're Bears fan, we already love you before you call.
1: Exactly. We might not see eye to eye on everything, but That's we'll right. always get along by the time that that phone call hangs up. And we're really not intimidating people. No, we're not. Like we're, I mean We're
0: big, big old teddy bears ourselves.
1: Yeah. So we you know, you might call, we might get into an argument, but at the end of the day, we love you for calling, so we'll keep it at that. Uh big game. Against yeah. the Saints,
0: uh, it's at 425. Yeah, it's a late afternoon game. So At least it's not an 830 game. Yeah, jealous of all the
1: people on the West Coast that get to watch that at 530. Oh, I know. That must be nice. It is brutal. It got over around 1125, almost 1130 here on East Coast time. And holy cow, getting up at 4 in the morning and have to go into work was rough. But gotta watch the game especially when you get a little just a little sprinkle little 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 tidbits of gambling on there so (laughs) that's all for this week folks and remember it's always a good time when you bear
0: down